Hello, TVG3 listeners, and welcome back to another episode of This Brown Girl's Guide to Succeeding in Grad School. Every time I say that, I end up smiling, as you can probably tell from the sound of my voice right now, because it makes me really happy to know that I have this. And, you know, um, it's easy to see it as a space for other people and say that I'm like doing something great, putting this out there, sure. But I have to say, like, it helps me too, and having this space to um, talk about grad school, think about grad school, brainstorm the things that I want to talk about and want others to know in case it's helpful, um, feels like a space for me too. And that's super cool. Um, so not to start with a totally deep rant over there, but you know, it does mean a lot to me to be able to do this, which is why I'm always smiling when I record these episodes. Um, I hope you all are doing well. I hope you all are excited for this episode. Um, what I'm going to do now is in the beginning, I, in a couple of my first few episodes, I basically laid out that I would start the podcast with a few episodes of like, okay, like, do you want to go to grad school? All right, you do. So what is it like? And like, what's the first year like? So I kind of laid some groundwork. um, And that was very intentional. I didn't want to just I didn't want this podcast to just be like, my personal vent about grad school, you know, like, hi, I'm just going to talk about something random today. I wanted it to be something where people looking for resources can actually find this useful for that as well. So hopefully I've laid out some basic groundwork. I did get a few comments and emails that like there was so much more folks wanted me to cover in some of those episodes. And I completely understand that. And trust me, it was so hard for me to know what to pick, what to leave out. I'm trying to keep these episodes relatively short so that y'all can listen to snippets. I say y'all like I'm from Texas. I'm not from Texas. So anyway, um, that said, you know, um, it's obviously challenging to navigate how to provide an experience that's both fruitful and substantial, um, but also kind of covers like some of these core important themes. Obviously, another element of it for me is that I'm also looking at um, students who are typically minoritized scholars, whether you're first gen, disabled, person of color, woman. So there's all kinds of other metrics here that like um, are challenging to try to encompass. So always open to the feedback. Um, Bear with me as I try to incorporate it. And um, yeah, I just wanted to preface this episode to say like, this is a now kind of a pivot a little bit. And today I'm going to go into a topic that um, is definitely more personal than my previous episodes have been. And I've been like hinting at that for several episodes where I'm like, once I lay the groundwork, I will definitely get more personal. I have gotten many comments that people want me to talk a lot more about my own experience, which I'm always challenged because I don't want to make something about me. And yet I understand I totally have to own that when I talk about this and when I say that it's like this brown girl's guide. Right. So it is my guide. So um, I will do my best to get a little more personal today. Um All right, I'm going to pause because I say a lot at once sometimes. Um, (laughs) The last thing here is that I am currently recording this in my studio in San Francisco, um, which means San Francisco is very, very loud. And so you will have to bear with me if you hear some sounds like the current fire truck that is driving in front of me. All right. So today I thought that I would talk a little bit off the cuff about Um, not really advice or like, you know, um, 
thoughts, but more like I got this question. Someone asked me, what was the hardest thing about your first year of grad school? And I think that was a little challenging because there were many hard things. And for those of you who don't know, and you probably a lot of you don't because I haven't really said this, I am a doctoral candidate at Stanford University right now. And um, my first year, I started in the pandemic. And that was definitely unique. It's not something that if I were to talk about now would necessarily help anyone because 2020 is gone. And even though we're still in the pandemic, we're not in the same place we were in 2020. So um, I try not to like bring that into the equation. But for for you to know, I did start in the pandemic. So obviously that was very challenging. Um, At the same time, I wanted to still stick to things that were more relevant to folks and like definitely was challenging for me. Um, It's hard to answer what is the most challenging thing? So I thought I would turn that question into this episode and talk about a few things that I find um, not just challenging. I don't want to, you know, sit here and be pessimistic, but it's challenging in a way where I hope it'll be constructive in terms of you finding um, that those pockets of thoughts and opportunity to for you to um, find the resources you need to overcome the things that maybe I was not able to foresee on time. So, all right. Um, I think I wanted to cover a few things today. Um, one of the things that I think comes up about grad school, especially PhDs is like, you know, I've said this before one, it's obviously so different from an undergrad and I cannot stress that enough. Like I think I heard that as an undergrad and I was like, sure, sure. Yeah. Like, I'm, I don't know what that means, but sure. But what that really means is that undergrad and, you know, really the whole educational system, especially the, the you know, speaking of, of the Western educational system, um, is very like question answer based. It's very black and white. It's like you kind of have your tests and your quizzes and your answers and your grades and everything kind of these numbers and points and grading systems provide you a very clear metric of where you're at, right? Um, and grad school takes that and just like silently with no heads up, just it's gone out the door one day and you have no idea how you're supposed to, you know, value yourself, your work, your ideas, your progress, like all of that sort of becomes, and, and there's no standard. So it's like not just across universities, but even across departments and even across labs within a, one department. So it becomes very challenging to know how to measure oneself. And we don't need to be, but we also have this human nature to want to see progress. Obviously, the grad school program is not forever. So you're trying to measure yourself to see, you know, your progress. So I think that part is quite challenging. So I kind of just wanted to preface this by like re-emphasizing a point I made in a previous episode, which is grad school is nothing, not only like undergrad, but probably like any schooling you'll have ever done before. Because it's not, I think it's a misleading thing, especially for a PhD to say it's grad school. I almost feel like it's like, it's like scientific creation. It's just a different thing. You're you're creating something and you don't have to, of course, I, I'm a science grad student, but there are art grad students, there are literature, there's social science, there's computer science, engineering, all these different fields. And so it's like, to me, it's more the art of creating something. And creation is hard. Creation is really hard, right? Innovation is really hard. It's not that easy. So 
I think that's an important point to just state here uh, before I, I kind of like even move on more specific things. So, all right. I think the second thing is that grad school can get lonely. Um, and that doesn't mean that you're alone, okay? It doesn't mean like somebody just throws you into a deep end and ditches you. There's a lot of resources. Uh, depending on your advisor, many advisors are very hands-on and th maybe they'll be very involved with you through your process and maybe you want that. Um, of course, there are advisors who kind of just literally do drop you off the deep end maybe um, and or they just drop you off and you can swim where you want to kind of thing. But um, that can still feel lonely, of course. And then, you know, you're not going to find like 50,000 people, say in undergrad, right? People are in the same major as you. And so you have people taking the same courses. So you know, like all of you are either struggling or succeeding with roughly the same material, like learning the same material. In grad school, like I said, it's a creation process. So you're not sitting with, say, even five other people creating the same thing. If anything, you might have two or three people similar to doing similar stuff to what you do. Um, again, I did talk to a friend who's in like um, bioengineering and they did have like 50 people in their lab. And so maybe they have a lot more overlap, right? So again, mine is from a STEM biology background. So maybe it's different. Um, but I still think that, you know, you are creating in large part on your own. And so my recommendation is find a friend, make a couple of friends. And, you know, um, if making a friend in grad school is kind of challenging. It's weird. Not everything pans out. What I do is I make a lot of friends and then I just like figure out the ones who stick. Right. You have to go through a lot. Like there's the whole statement of like, even if you're, you know, applying to jobs, you apply to a bunch, you get a re rejected from a bunch, and then you get a couple yeses, right? And then at the end of the day, it's the yeses that matter. So similar with friends, like go meet people your first semester or first quarter, um, get to know people, go get coffees or teas with them and kind of like get to know them and then see who sticks. And I would say like, I've done that and I've made some of my sweetest, most wonderful friends um, on my campus. And it took some time, but it took some time because like, I was actively caring about searching for that. Okay. Um, so depending on whether you are funded or you're looking for funding or you're partially funded, um, this one's a hard one. I would say like definitely ration out your student loans or stipends or your regular paycheck. I think this is very challenging um, currently as I speak. I want to honor the UC systems that is system, excuse me, that is on strike right now, the biggest academic strike in history. And I think it's really disappointing that students have to be on strike who are not only important to the campus, they are fundamental to the success of every institution. And I say that with my heart because I know that it's the students work who ends up on the cover of New York Times. It's the students work who ends up on the Forbes 30 under 30 list. Like the students, the grad students are the facade of the university in many ways. And so I think that's, you know, really unfortunate. Um, and this is an uncomfortable topic because a lot of grad students, if not pretty much all of them are severely underpaid. Um, but then, you know, that's why I kind of emphasize, I think it's important to 
ration out that student loan or the stipend or the regular paycheck as well. One of my most important pieces of, of thoughts here, my, you know, thought stream, random bubble mess, huh, is that at the end of the day, you have to be the advocate for your education. I think as an undergrad, again, you're given a list of things to do. So even though, yes, classes are harder than they've ever been, you know, especially if you went to high school, then you know that it was, it's probably even harder than high school. And then now you go to grad school and you're like, oh, wow, like this is even harder than undergrad. Um, One, you're like equal to your professors, I think. So no one's ever told me this, but I'm grateful to be able to have realized this and to be able to share this with you today. You are more or less equal to your professors and the faculty with with whom you walk around in grad school. So act like it. I'm not saying, you know, be a jerk. I'm saying stand up tall, know your value and know that you deserve to be there. Um, and if you don't know it, just say it to yourself every day. Just say it to yourself every day and show up in that way. Show up in a way where you know that you're learning and grad school is not about knowing everything. It's That's why I say be an advocate for your education. Don't be an advocate for your smarty pantsness. Everyone is smart in grad school. Everyone is thinking, everyone's working really hard. So if you measure yourself by that, yeah, you may feel inadequate and you'll probably end up working, overworking and then maybe burning out. But if you measure yourself by how much you're learning and how much you want to learn, I think I find that probably my most important feedback and something that was very challenging for me my first year. I wanted so badly to show people that I knew things and I think it was really hard for me to create space for myself to learn when I did that. So I think that one's really important. Um, the last thing I would say is take naps. It's okay. Grad school has this insane work mentality. And in that process, like I have become, I used to be so averse to the concept of, of rest during the day. Like I couldn't pro I could say it out loud. And then if you asked me to actually rest, I would probably just find something to do and call it passive rest. And it probably wouldn't be. So I think, you know, it, you you can have the work life you want, depending on the faculty you have. If you have a freedom to create your own schedule, you can say, all right, I'll work, you know, from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. or 6 a.m. to 2 p.m., whatever. That's fine. Um, but I think it's really important to take rest, take naps, make time for sleep, food, and self-care. Um, I am next week going to check out, thanks to an awesome friend of mine, um, a bouldering class at a gym and I've never really done I've, I've done, been into rock climbing when I was very little um but I'm gonna try to get into that and just check it out and I've been running a ton and making these podcasts and making music and I think you know remembering that I deserve that rest or healing outside of my work um is challenging to establish but very meaningful once I did. So I think that's my last bit of thoughts here. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that was my ramble. Um, I have to admit in full transparency, and I am a very transparent person. So sometimes I might just be blunt about things. And um, 
I'll look forward to your feedback on how you take that. But bluntness this time is that, you know, a lot of my other episodes were kind of more scripted. Um, I was trying to, and it was very deliberate. I was trying to make sure that I hit certain points and provided you the thoughts that, that I believed were important. Um, this one was completely off the cuff. So I hope that you like it. I'm looking forward to the feedback. Um, now that you have a contrast of like, you know, scripted versus off the cuff, I'd like to know. Um, obviously had things in mind I wanted to talk with you about today, but um, decided to just let it be a little bit more personal this way. All right, everyone. I am going to catch some Z's. Um, it's a cold night here in SF. I hope y'all are having a good week. It's um, we got a few weeks left before December uh, comes to an end of 2022. What a time. Um, and with that, I'm gonna leave you all to have a good night. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of This Brown Girl's Guide. To follow us, please find us on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts with the same title. You are also welcome to email us with questions and ideas at thisbrowng3, the number three, at gmail.com. Thank you. 